Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Episode of the podcast to be named later. I am Chris Wilson. I'm again joined by my good friend Stephen Talbert. Stephen, how are you doing tonight? What's up, Chris? It's been a it's been a wild week. Uh, it's been a wild couple weeks, actually. Um, we got to hang out last night at the at the Braves game, which was a, a lot of fun. We'll probably talk about that a little bit, but yeah, it's it's been a it's been a crazy week. It's been a crazy few games on the field, which we're going to talk about. But it's always good to do these with you, buddy. Yeah, it's been it's been quite a week. I mean, uh, Braves Braves just wrapped up a three and four homestand. Of course, if you were watching today, it was a three hour rain delay against the Marlins. Braves took a four run lead into the ninth and came out well, a five four loser, disappointing fashion. Um, but let's you know before we get into the Marlins stuff and the stuff today, let's talk about that Astro series a little bit. You know, it's a three game sweep, and it was the uh, the Braves actually lost four games in a row for the first time, I think, dating back to last season. The funny thing was, though, I mean, or the interesting thing was, they led in all three games. You know, so it wasn't like this was a complete whitewash and led late, I do believe, in, in two of those three. Uh, Kyle Wright was lights out through first five innings of his start, gave up two two-run home runs. A.J. Minner gave up a two-run home run to Jordan Alvarez. I believe that was in the opener. Then entered with the bases loaded with Braves up two to nothing and gave up a two-run single to to Alvarez. So, you know, some frustrating losses. Um, I don't think it's anything, you know, you want to just – it wasn't like the Astros rolled in here and just, and just tore through Atlanta. They did a lot of the same things that the Braves have done uh, to other teams. But uh, what, was your, what was your feeling coming out of that Houston series? Yeah, it was frustrating. You know, I, I definitely would have liked to seen the series had the Braves had Colin McHugh and 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 Rocio Iglesias, obviously, because like you said, the Braves did have, I think seventh, at least seventh inning leads, and if not eighth inning leads in two of the three games. Um, and I think if they had had their full bullpen, it might have gone a little different. But yeah, it's you know any kind, anytime you. Something about when the bullpen blows a game always feels worse. I don't know why. I don't know the psychology behind that. But like when the bullpen, like today, today was just miserable because, you know, you, you have a four-run lead you expect to win, and then it's just taken from you kind of right at the last second. It always feels worse. But, you know, the Rays played with Houston pretty much. You know, the offense is still a little inconsistent for my liking. They, they go through these stretches where they, you know, I don't think the Braves had a hit against Houston's bullpen the entire series, um, you know, they would get to the sixth, seventh inning and the offense would just kind of shut down for the rest of the game. So 
still waiting for the offense to wake up. And there's a couple of guys, Olsen and Riley, are, are struggling a little bit. You know, the starters look good, though, which is encouraging. You know, each starter, you know, outside of Kyle Wright's kind of bad sixth inning where he gave up two two-run homers. But even before that, he looked good, and, and everyone else looked good, and, and kind of the same in the Marlins series. You know, Elder was the only one last night who was a little shaky, but even that was just three runs, I think. So, And he's your fifth starter, so, you know, if we're if we're going big picture, what which, which you know you need to do when it's so early in the season, you can't get too caught up in the day to day stuff this early. So if we're going big picture, I'm encouraged with the rotation. I think the rotation looks really strong and healthy. I think the bullpen will get better when we get some of these dudes back. Honestly, the offense is probably where I'm most concerned at the moment. And I know people are going to think it should be the bullpen, but I really do think the bullpen is going to settle in a little bit. Um, the, the Braves will probably end up adding a bullpen piece at some point because they always do, and they should. Um, I think they need a little bit more, probably another one more high leverage reliever that Alex will probably get at some point. But the offense is what I'm a little more concerned about. I I, I do think there are some holes in the offense that, you know, it, it comes out at times and, and they go through these stretches where they they can't, you know, if one or two guys aren't getting it done, then it doesn't, it doesn't happen a lot. So, but, you know, overall, I'm not overly concerned. They're, this Braves are still one of the best teams in baseball. And, you know, it was a bad series against Houston, but it happens. Yeah, and they, they bounced back, uh, I thought, really well from that. Like I said, they had lost four straight, just completely whitewashed the Marlins that first night, 11 to nothing. Came back, won the, won the next two games. The third game, obviously, is last night. We're trailing late in that game, rallied and uh, pulled off another win. And then uh, today happened, obviously, and, um, you know, like I said, I think I agree with you. It's like uh, it feels different when the bullpen gives up uh, a lead, especially like a four-run lead in the ninth. But, you know, they'll have to they'll have to flush that real quick uh, because they've got a big series coming up that we're going to talk about shortly. But, you know, it does feel like – I think I talked about this with Scott uh, last weekend. It, it does feel like – the injuries, particularly in the bullpen, have started to catch up to them a little bit. I mean, obviously, they're 17-9. and nine, And when you look at the list of, of injured guys that they've had, you know, they've done a good job filling the holes and filling the gaps. You've had guys like Sam Hilliard come in and contribute. Sean Murphy's carried the load behind the plate. You know, but I think for the most part, the bullpen started to show just a little bit of cracks just because you've got guys in roles that they're not – really accustomed to that much and it seems like that really kind of started to pop up over the over the homestand yeah you know AJ is the one that everyone's going to point to you know because obviously he's kind of been the the principal figure this this homestand but you know if you if you look at his numbers and I know people don't want to hear this right now especially after he just blew a four-run lead but you know his peripheral stuff still looks perfectly fine right like he's just dealing with some Early season, he's getting bad-bipped a little bit. You know, they're hitting him around. You know, today they hit him pretty hard. They, they got a couple of line drives. So that's definitely something to note. But, again, his peripheral stuff looks fine. He should be fine over the full season. It's just been a rough, you know, a rough homestand for him. And, you know, the other guys, like you said, they're uh, filling roles that they never intended. I mean, Michael Tonkin has been on this roster the entire year, and we thought he wouldn't last, like, a day and he's pitching, you know, I mean, he came in last night for Elder after Elder left and pitched two or three scoreless innings, and then, you know, the Braves came back and won the game, and, you know, if you feel bad about today, then yesterday was probably a game the Braves should have lost. They were down 3-0 to 
to Alcantara, and he's the reigning Cy Young winner, and the Marlins have a really good back end of their bullpen. That's probably a game they shouldn't have won, and they came back and won, and then obviously the Marlins returned the favor today. But, yeah, uh, I, I agree with you. I think the, the injuries to the bullpen have mattered. Um, getting McHugh back, getting Iglesias back is going to help a lot, give everybody back to the, kind of the roles they were intended to have. And, you know, they've built up some depth, which is good. You know, they've got trust in guys that they might not have had trust in otherwise. And, you know, Jimenez has looked better. Like I said, Tonkin has looked decent. Um, you know, Lee has been really good. Nick Anderson's been good. You know, got to get AJ figured out. But again, a lot of it is just kind of, I'm not going to say bad luck because he still made pitches with, you know, they got line drive hits off of, but it's not, the sky is not falling in it maybe as much as his ERA makes it look like. So yeah, they get these guys back and I, I'm really not going to be concerned about the bullpen. And, and like I said, they're, you know, they're going to, they're absolutely going to add a bullpen piece um, come the trade deadline. So uh, I'm not worried about that. Yeah, and I mean, just to go a little deeper on A.J. Minter, I mean, this all uh, his last four appearances, all of this came during the homestand. Ten hits, ten runs, three and two-thirds innings. I mean, that's not uh, not at all what we're accustomed to uh, to seeing from A.J. Minter. But the crazy thing is, coming into the day, and I don't have the updated stats, but coming into the day, he had a 3.00 FIP. Uh, had an ERA over five, uh, over five that went up again today, but you know the FIP still still down there where you kind of expect it, and it'll probably go lower as the season progresses. But you know I just think it's important once they get Iglesias back, who we're going to talk about here in a minute. But once you get him back, you can slide Minter back into that role where he comes in in the seventh or eighth, depending on you know depending on the matchups. Jesse Chavez can go back to the the area, the uh, the role that he's kind of been good at. You know, I mean, he's been pitching a lot of high leverage late in games. I mean, he replaced Minter today in the ninth. You know, I think once you get everybody back and then you, uh, you know, you can start to kind of slot these guys in where, they're, where you're expecting, and uh, I think we're going to see better results about it. Uh, one other thing I wanted to point out on this homestand that, you know, Eddie Rosario, you and I talked about him in the last show, but he's showing more signs of life. He had six hits during the series against the Marlins, two homers against left-handed pitching. Entering play Thursday, you know, he was still carrying a, he was still underperforming his expected Woba. You know, what have you seen from Rosario? I, it looks to me like he's a lot more comfortable at the plate. And when a guy's made a mistake, I mean, I know you tweeted it out, one of those home runs was as middle middle of a pitch as you could possibly get but it's good to see him punishing that you know now because it seems like we went through that stretch you know where that's a pitch that he either swung and missed or he fouled it back or something but you know he's starting to square that thing up again yeah it's great to see the Braves need it the Braves need it desperately they they had you know for a long time for most of the season they've gotten pretty much the worst production in baseball out of their left field spots and you know most of those at bats go to Eddie and, you know, he had that one stretch early in the year where he, he couldn't get any hits, but he was crushing the ball. He was squaring everything up, and then he just couldn't get any luck to go with it. Um, and you're like, well, if he keeps that up, then, you know, it'll turn around. Um, and then he went through about a week, or maybe a little longer, 10-day stretch where he wasn't squaring anything up. It was a lot of bad strikeouts, a lot of three-pitch, you know, nothing near the zone appearances. His strikeouts have been up this year kind of weirdly. He's never been a high strikeout guy, but, you know, he, he went through kind of a, a weird stretch um, for about 10 days. And then, like you said, on this homestand, uh, it's been a little bit more uh, what we were hoping for when the season started. And after he had that great WBC and, 
you know, it's good to see. And the Braves have faced a lot of left-handed pitching. Like the Braves have faced an absurd amount of left-handed pitching actually for as early in the season as it is. Apparently the Marlins are just like exclusively left-handed. I've never seen a pitching staff that has, they have like five left-handers in their bullpen, which I don't, I really don't know if I've ever seen before. Um, but you know, then that, and that's obviously not going to help Eddie who's much better against righties. So hopefully they'll get a kind of a string of righties at some point to balance all the lefties they've seen early. But yeah, it was good to see. It was good to see him hit some balls out of the ballpark. That's always got to feel good, especially against left-handed pitching, which he's never done well against. Um, you know, that shows he's at least seen the ball. A couple of them were meatballs, you know, like you said, they were down in the middle, but Hey, you still got to hit him out. And he wasn't doing that early. So even if they're right down the middle, it's good to see. So it helps a lot. The Braves need a little bit more depth in their lineup. Um, you know, if Ronald's not doing it, then, you know, lately it's, you know, Ozzy's been hot. I'll give Ozzy credit. He He's really turned it on. But yeah, if it's not Ronald or Ozzy lately, it's been kind of a hit or miss thing. So Braves need some guys to get hot again. They need some guys to start producing. And it's good to see Eddie doing that. I think one thing too, you know, it seemed like he was kind of getting going on the last home stand, and then they had had headed out on the road, and the next thing you know, it's like back to back days with uh, lefty starters, and he's yeah. sitting, you know, he's sitting out. So it took a little bit of, you know, I think it took a little bit of time uh, for him to kind of get back in the groove. But it seems like the more he plays lately, the better he's he's playing, and um, so you know that's that's encouraging, obviously. He's still, if you look at his numbers, he's still way below where where the Braves need him to be. But, you know, I think he's at least trending in the right direction. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It is a long injury list that the Braves have had uh, and they've dealt with, and I mean it's it's really amazing. And I know a lot of teams are dealing with uh, injuries, and I think Jeff Passan had a good article about how injuries are up across the board throughout the league. I know, you know, the Phillies, the Mets, everybody's dealing with them. I thought the Braves have done an excellent job of handling this. They've had guys go down; it's next man up. You know, people's uh, just people's just handled, uh, stepped right in, and and uh took care of uh of, of business in a lot of ways but you know i do think the longer this goes the more that strain's gonna you know happen so uh but you know the news is good overall colin McHugh returned this week through two innings today um allowed three hits but uh no runs 
two scoreless innings was good. I mean, Kyle Wright looked great over those first three innings. He allowed uh, allowed the leadoff man on all three times, but had six strikeouts through those first three innings. And then that rain delay came, and it kind of robbed, kind of put the Braves behind the eight ball a little bit, just because they had to go to the bullpen early and uh, use a lot of guys. Rizel Iglesias began a rehab assignment with Gwinnett tonight. Uh, he threw a scoreless inning with a strikeout. I saw I saw him complete a live BP at the stadium against Michael Harris earlier in this week. Michael Harris came away from that raving about Iglesias' stuff. Uh, Brian Snicker talked a little bit about him and said that, you know, they thought they really did good shutting him down when they did. Uh, the goal was it wasn't something that they wanted to linger, that they wanted to have to deal with two or three times during the season. They were hoping that a, a prolonged stint on the injured list would clear it up and hopefully he'll be healthy the rest of the way. I think that's the correct uh, procedure at this point, especially this early in the season. You know, I mean, if we're late in the season, then maybe you look at it a little different. But, you know, right now coming out of the gate, I thought it was a good move just to shut Iglesias down because uh, I think, you know, once they get him back, he's going to be a, he's going to be a huge part of, uh, of that bullpen. And I think we're just going to see, we're going to see a whole lot of that depth that w- what we envision coming into the season. Yeah. I mean, you can't lose your closer and not have it affect you in some way. And, you know, the Braves bullpen was nails early on. And then just kind of this homestand is really where it's kind of bit him the most. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen over the course of a season. I hate that it's happened kind of all at once and stack some losses together. But, yeah, Iglesias is going to be huge. I mean, being able to just use Mentor whenever you want him, you know, it doesn't – you know, Mentor's not going to just be the eighth-inning guy now. I mean, they'll they'll use him in the seventh or maybe even the sixth, depending on the matchup. Like, you know, once you have the ninth inning figured out, every other piece of your bullpen can be used, you know, wherever you want. And so, that you know, it doesn't just help Mentor. It helps everyone. Um, so yeah, it's great to see. I can't wait to get him back. It's going to be a huge boost. Just have another fresh arm. I mean, you know, a lot of these guys have been used so much. So yeah, it's, it's a big deal and it's going to help. It's going to help quite a bit. Another guy, Michael Harris is playing in his second rehab game tonight for Gwinnett was 0 for 3 when I looked at it last, but I think the most important part was he played seven innings in center field. He's back in center field tonight. There's been a lot of rain in the area. I will not be surprised if Harris ends up getting activated during this series against the Mets, I don't know that it would be on Friday. But um, if if he doesn't report anything, any any issues, I would not be terribly shocked to see him join the team in New York at some point. You know, during this series, Travis Darno, uh, Brian Snicker was ta- asked about him. Everything's good with Darno. He's been taking BP. He's been doing baseball related stuff. It sounded like they're kind of. You know, they did say that Darno, like when he has a lot of activity, he's having to, you know, he's having, he's dealing with some after effects. Once that's through, that's kind of uh, normal for somebody that's had a concussion. A lot of times it's different for everybody, but typically when you ramp up activity, you know, you may get some headaches or, you know, not feel too great after, after that. Uh, I think at this point, they're just waiting for him you know, to kind of say, Hey, I'm ready to go. Obviously he'll probably need to, he'll need a rehab assignment as well. I uh, wouldn't be surprised to see him go DH a game or two. And then, you know, before you started catching, but you know, with a catcher in particular, you've got to wait and make sure that, 
you know, he's ready because he's going to take foul balls off the mask. You know, there might be another collision at the plate, and you just don't want to send him back out there before he's ready. But, you know, again, when you get him back, you know, that's another huge boost for the lineup because, you know, he was off to a great start at the plate. Oh, yeah, it's that's that's, you know, other than Iglesias and, you know, you can make the argument between Harris and, and Darno, but yeah, that's probably the biggest injury is that the Braves have one of the best catching tandems, probably the best catching tandem in baseball. And, you know, he's not just your catcher. He DHs a lot. He's a huge clubhouse guy and it's, you know, allows Murphy to not play so much because Murphy's been playing a ton. So yeah, getting Travis back, that's going to be massive. Getting Michael back, you know, and not just getting Michael back, but then being able to move Hilliard back to the bench where you could kind of utilize him or even move him to left where you can utilize him. You know, the problem when, when you lose players is that, you know, the pieces that you had as utility players are now starters or, you know, more full-time players. And so now you don't really have your utility players anymore. So yeah, it's just a chain reaction. So, you know, it's just going to be huge to get everyone back and, and give Snit the team, you know, he hasn't yet had the team that we're supposed to have, you know, we're we're going to be into May before he actually gets the team that he was supposed to have, you know, at any point. So it'll be massive. I, I can't wait to get Michael back, you know, um, having his defense in center, having, you know, his speed on the bases. Um, I, I think he's still probably, I, I don't know if, you know, I know you said he, you think he would be back in the New York series. That would be amazing. I, I would love that. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they waited to the next homestand, but I would take it. I'll take that in a heartbeat if he's going to be back that early. Travis, like you said, he's got a history of concussions. It's not just this one. He's got a, he's dealt with this his whole career. So they're going to be ultra, ultra, ultra safe, which is the correct call. Um, but, yeah, getting both those guys back will be massive. Another guy that's uh, apparently progressing pretty well is Orlando Arcia. Arcia was spotted. I missed this, but they were, he was spotted in the dugout with kind of a cast on. And then, uh, you know, during the homestand, a uh, day or two ago, I think he was, uh, you know, he had a different color cast on. He got the original cast off. This was a little bit more of a soft cast, I think. And he told reporters that he's shooting to be ready to play by May 4th when the Braves return home, I believe, against the Orioles. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, I'll be, I mean, that's going to be great if it happens. You know, I figure or- RC is going to need a, a rehab game or two under his belt as well. Uh, but, you know, all signs are he's, you know, he's progressing too. Braves obviously could could use his defense. Uh, Von Grissom, I don't think. I think Grissom's played pretty well, uh, you know, considering obviously the rain, there's range issues between him and Arcia. But the thing, I think you pointed this out in Slack today. I think the thing about Ar- uh, Grissom's been surprising is, is uh, he doesn't have, what is it, one extra base, uh, extra base hit since he came up, which is a little surprising. I mean, because he's hit, he's hit pretty well. He's, you know, he's one for four today. He's hitting 289, but he's got a, uh, a 311 slug. And it's never a good thing when your own base percentage is higher than your slugging percentage. Yeah, uh, getting Arcia back is going to be a big deal. You know, like you said, Grissom's had, it's been up and down. I, I don't really know that another way to describe. He's had a couple of really good defensive plays, and then he'll have, you know, a few games where it's questionable, uh, a few games where it's just straight up bad. You know, um, the offense has been weird. You know, he's not walking. He's not hitting for a lot of power, like you just said. 
Um, it's like he's almost sacrificed, and he's never had a lot of power to begin with, but he's he's definitely got some in there. But it's like he sacrificed some of his power to, to make more contact because his strikeouts are also way down. But, yeah, it's kind of been a weird mixed bag with him so far. But, you know, just getting Orlando back is going to be massive. I mean, Orlando's just... I think he's just a better shortstop at this point in his career. So, um, yeah, it's a big deal, and it'll help the it'll really help the bottom of the lineup. You know, Orlando was huge in the first two, three weeks of the season. I mean, he was he was always on base. He was always supplying runners for the top of the order. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be great to have him back. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's still a question uh, as to whether he's going to be able to continue that offensive surge that he had to start the season. But, you know, what we do know he'll give is that he'll stabilize that, that middle infield defense. So, you know, getting him back to be good. I, you know, Grissom, like I said, I, I'm not out on Grissom. You know, I think, uh, I, you know, he had that tough debut with a couple of errors. You know, you can obviously see that, you know, he's just such a big guy. It's hard. It's hard uh, from a range standpoint. But, you know, good. it's good on the Braves to, that they had him to plug in once Arcia went down. Shifting back to the bullpen, a couple of guys that are out. Lucas Lickie, I haven't heard any updates on him. I'm uh, guessing that it'll kind of be like McHugh and everybody. We'll just hear that he's on a rehab assignment here in the in the next little bit. And then Joe Jimenez went on the uh, uh, paternity list this week. Danny Young got recalled. You know, I, I keep hearing, I still keep hearing a lot of hate about uh, coming Jimenez's way or a lot of criticism. But, you know, I was looking at his numbers today, and I mean, he's allowed two earned runs all season. He's got 10 strikeouts and in eight innings. The fastball velocity starting to tick back up. Uh, he was at 95.9 last year, average. He's averaging 95 now, I think. And that was one of the big concerns because in the spring, I think it was down you know, a, a pretty good bit. I think he was down around that 93 range. So, you know, him getting that velocity back, you know, that's a big right-handed uh, arm that, uh, you know, and I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't know if everybody was uh, still upset about uh, them trading Justin Henry Malloy for him. But, you know, I just look at it like I think Jimenez can have more, much more of an impact on this team than and, than uh, Malloy would have had for 2020, you know, for 2023. So, um, but I, I've liked what I've seen out of Jimenez of late. So, you know, I, I figure he'll rejoin the team at some point this weekend. And, uh, you know, that's another big bullpen arm that they were without for the last two games of this uh, Marlins series. Yeah, it seems like half the league is out on paternity right now. I guess somebody did the math and figured out that the All-Star break was 40 weeks ago. So you can kind of figure out what, what's going on there. But, um, yeah, it, it'll be it'll be good to get those guys back. I agree with you. I, I looked up Jimenez's stats, I think, last week at some point, And I was like, wow, these are way better. These numbers are way better than I would have guessed. You know, I, I guess he may, maybe he had a couple of games where he had maybe some, like, inherited runner score. I don't know. In my mind, he, he was having a much worse year than he's actually been having. And, you know, I, I do hope, you know, Snit will trust him a little more. You know, he he, he came in the game and, and finished off the 11 nothing game against the Marlins. And, you know, that that was – I don't know if that was just him getting some work in before he had to go on paternity leave. That's very possible that's what that was. But it was just funny to see, you know, a guy with a two ERA coming in to finish an 11 nothing game but um yeah it'll be good to get him back I, I still am a Litke fan I know he didn't have I think he had a couple of shaky outings early but I think he's a really talented reliever and I think he's going to be big too so yeah I mean you think about it Iglesias McHugh 
Jimenez, you know, Litke, all these guys, you know, that's four of your top eight relievers that you had to start the season that you don't have right now. So, you know, for the people that are just losing their minds right now about the bullpen, and I get why, I get today was brutal, but like there's a ton of reinforcements coming. There's some really good arms in, in the minors that you don't even know about yet, probably some really high velocity guys that are pitching really well in the minors. And, and, uh, and Alex always, always, always adds some sort of bullpen help if he even thinks he might need it. So, you know, I don't freak out. You know, it's April 20-something. I don't even know what it is, 27th. Don't freak out about the bullpen just yet. There, there are reinforcements coming. Yeah, just looking at Jimenez game logs here, you know, he he had uh he allowed a couple of hits in his second appearance. I'm not sure there could have been a, um, an inherited runner there. Both of his runs came in one outing. He only retired one batter against the Reds on April 11th. Gave up two runs. Home run, the only home run he's given up all season. Allowed an unearned run in the against the Astros on April 22nd. So, you know, I like what I've seen from him. Uh, like I said, the velocity starting to tick up. You know, if it continues to tick up, then I think he's going to be, you know, I think he's going to play an important role in this bullpen before the season's over. All right, the Braves heading out on a road trip uh, starts Friday. We've got a four-game wraparound series coming up with the Mets. It's one of those re- weird series that starts on Friday and it actually ends on Monday. So, you know, uh, it's four-game set. You don't see many of those anymore. Uh, the Mets entered Thursday having lost four straight. Uh, that's the longest losing streak since Buck Showalter took over as manager. As we're recording this, they're leading the Nationals 6-3 to three, So in the, in the six. So it looks like that... That losing streak might come to an end. Mets were fourteen and eleven, had lost, like I said, four straight. They're second in the in the NLE standings. Um, you know, it's kind of been a little bit of a lackluster start for them as well. I know they're dealing with a ton of injuries in that pitching staff. Max Scherzer, of course, is uh, is out with uh, suspended. Justin Verlander's yet to pitch. Carlos Carrasco's out now. Jose Quintana's out now. Uh, so, you know, they, they spent a lot of money and a lot of time rebuilding that rotation. And really the only one they get to see is, uh, Kota Singa and the Braves are going to miss him this weekend. Just so it just so happens. So, uh, you know, what are your thoughts on the Mets so far? I know Pete Alonso has got 10 home runs. I think Brandon Nemo's off to a great start at the plate, but you know, it's just kind of been a, a kind of a slow start in New York. Yeah. A little up and down. I mean, you know, if you given the the injuries to their rotation i mean 14 11 is probably pretty good you know they went out and i was impressed they went to la and and took a series against the dodgers um of course then they came home and lost the series to the nationals so that's you know that's baseball but yeah up and down their lineup still doesn't have a lot of power i don't know why they didn't i mean i guess they tried to address it with korea this this offseason and it fell apart on them but you know it's kind of their power department is kind of Pete Alonzo and then just pray for some, you know, a homer here or there from some random people. You know, Lindor's got more power than he's he's ever really shown with New York. So, um, but yeah, still not a lineup with a ton of power. And then, you know, their rotation is obviously really questionable right now with so many guys out. Their bullpen has actually pitched pretty well, given that they lost Edwin Diaz, you know, in the WBC. Um, they, they I think they've only got one blown save on the year and it wasn't, a ninth inning save. It was like a seventh inning, you know, the blown save stat is a weird stat, but so yeah, it's, it's been up and down, you know, the Braves now that the, now that major league baseball does the uh, balanced schedule 
where you play every team every year, the way they did that is they took away games from your division opponents. So, you know, you used to play every division opponent 19 times a year. Well, now you only play every division opponent 13 times a year. So, you know, obviously the Braves and the Mets will now play fewer games against each other, which means, of course, the games they do play are, are that much more important, right? Because the head-to-head still matters very much. So these games are very important, even though it's early April, um, you know, for all intents and purposes, it seems like it, it, these two teams are going to be the kind of two teams competing for the division when, you know, we get to September. So these games matter and they're important. And, it you know, the Braves, I don't even know if they did this on purpose or they just kind of lucked out, but they've got, you know, they've got uh, Max and Strider and uh, is it Elder or Morton? Morton and Morton, Morton and, and Elder. Elder. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Max Strider, Morton and Elder. So, you know, they get their two horses to go early and obviously the the Mets are without Scherzer who's still suspended from the sticky stuff incident and, and Verlander who's still in the IL. So it's it's definitely an advantage Braves in terms of the pitching matchups. Um but, you know, it's baseball, anything can happen. And um but these are very big games and they matter. They're gonna matter once we get to you know, we'll at some point we'll probably be talking about tiebreakers and stuff like that. And, and all these head to head games matter a lot. And, and obviously now that you, you don't play as many against your division, they matter even more. So big series, it'll be fun. Um, and yeah, uh, it's, it's, again, it's good to have, especially because the Braves are in the middle of 17 straight games. Bullpen had to cover six innings today. It's good to have Max and Strider go in the next two days. Hopefully the bullpen can get a rest, get some of these guys back who are on the injured list and, and, and then be a little bit more whole for the rest of the season. Yeah, I was just looking at the Mets schedule to see who they had uh, who they had played. They've played they're five and two against the Marlins, got swept by the Brewers, uh took two or three from the Padres, had a great West Coast trip, swept Oakland, took two or three from the Dodgers, and then split a four game series with the Giants. Uh like I said, the the homestands kind of gotten off to a rough start. They're gonna they lost the first two games to the Nationals, although they are winning tonight. And then they've got the Braves for four before they head back out on the road to Detroit. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, like you said, I expect these two teams to – I expect it to be a battle all the way to the end. The Mets are going to get uh, Verlander back soon. You know, looking at the pitching matchups for the series, Max Freed, David Peterson on Friday, Spencer Strider versus Tyler McGill on Saturday, Charlie Morton versus Jose Budo on uh, Sunday – and Bryce Elder versus to be determined. That's probably going to be Mar- Max Scherzer on Monday. He'll be eligible to come off his suspension. Uh, I fully expect him to start that game. So, uh, you know, I think when we looked at this series during the preseason, we thought, you know, you're probably going to see Scherzer, Verlander, Quintana, and um, uh, Singa, or, or, you know, at least uh, Carrasco at that point. And the Braves are only going to see one of those guys out of that. So you've got to feel, you know, it's a luck of the draw as far as that goes, but I agree with you. I think you've got to be pretty confident in those pitching matchups. You know, you're just going to have to find a way to score some runs. Uh, we've seen Tyler McGill look pretty good against them in the past. David Peterson's had his moments too, but the Braves have had some success against those guys too. So, uh, you know, it's going to come down to, you know, getting some timely hitting and, uh, you know, we are not, we always know Ronald Acuna likes the likes the bright lights of New York too. You know, he had a big a big he's had a big series at Shea at City Field, excuse me, uh, before. So, it'd be interesting to see Austin Riley always hits the Mets pretty well 
too. So uh, it'd be good to see him come alive a little bit um, as this goes. But uh, you know, of those uh, of those pitching matchups, I thought I wanted to talk ask you about Charlie Morton. I thought Morton looked really good in his last start. Now, granted, you know he's going to see a much different lineup uh, this time, and he hasn't been quite as good over the last couple of years on the road as he has been at home. But I think I think we're starting to see Charlie turn the corner a little bit. The strikeouts are going up. And, uh, you know, the stuff's been there all year. It's just all, it's been about the command. But, you know, he's keeping the ball in the ballpark right now or has the last couple of games. So, you know, and that's that's important. But, because, I mean, if he, you know, if he's anywhere close to that 2021 form as arguably the third or fourth starter in this rotation, man, that's just a huge boost for this Braves team. Yeah, well, he's getting, sw- he's getting swings on his curveball again, which is good. He's getting swings and misses and, you know, that was kind of his out pitch for so long. And, you know, he uses the – he's always had really good velocity. He's still throwing 96, 97. But he's always kind of used that fastball as the setup to put guys away with a curveball. And then, you know, last year he just wasn't getting the swings and misses. And he wasn't being able to – you know, he wasn't able to put guys away and it battle off and then you get it back into a fastball count. And then, you know, if guys know the fastball's coming, even at 97, it's a pretty straight pitch. And, and they they would they kind of teed off on it last year and um, so yeah ha, you know getting guys to swing at the curveball again not being in so many fastball counts um, the home run ball has been a lot better um, so yeah it's good to see the Braves going to need him the Braves need him to be quality they don't need him to be the ace that he was you know they they they've got aces on the staff they just need him to be solid just be a number three starter even number four starter you know go give them six innings and six innings and three earned runs they, they'll take that. All day. I mean, you know, with their offense and bullpen, especially when the bullpen gets healthy, um, then, you know, you'll take that, especially at 39 years old. Um, so, but yeah, it's been good to see so far. He looked really good and obviously against the Marlins. Marlins don't have the best offense, of course, but still major league hitters and, um, you know, you still got to get them out. So it was good to see and uh, hopefully it'll it'll continue. Well, I think that's going to uh, wrap us up uh, for this episode. Uh, you know, big, like I said, a big series coming up. Uh, the Braves go from uh, uh, New York to Miami and then come back home to face the Baltimore Orioles. So that'll be a fun, fun deal too. So, uh, you know, a lot of division games right here. And like, as you mentioned, uh, you know, these uh, these all matter more in a, in a lot of ways now because of the, uh, the balanced schedule, not as many uh, opportunities. So, you know, you'd like to get you'd like to get a series win out of this in New York. Uh, you got a series win against the Marlins. If you can go down there and get another one, you know that's that's a pretty good start. You know, entering May, I don't think anybody, given the amount of injuries that they've had, you know, I don't think anybody could argue with that. Oh yeah, and listen, you know, every fan is a prisoner of the moment, right? Everybody is, you know, everybody's got recency bias that they can't escape. But you know, today's game stunk and. You know that that just happens, but the team is seventeen and nine. I mean, they got like a six sixty winning percentage right now, and they've got half their bullpen out. And you know they've had multiple starting position players out, and they just got their rotation back healthy for the first time this week. So seventeen and nine overall. You know, uh, I just especially with the way they've started in past Aprils. You know, they're they're still one of the best teams in baseball, and when they get everybody back and get all their depth back, that'll that'll matter a lot. And today sucked, but you just got to flush it, just got to let it go. It's baseball; it's not football. You know, you can't live and die with every one of these games. You know, you got to have the mind of a of a closer, basically. When you're a fan, you just you know you get you got you just got to flush it. You got to get over it. 
another game tomorrow, and um, you know it's a big series. So, but they're still in great spots, seventeen and nine, one of the best records of baseball, one of the best teams in baseball. So, do not fret, my friends. And that's that's going to wrap us up. Brad and Scott will be back over the weekend with the main show, and then the Daily Hammer will be back uh, next week. Sean's on vacation this week, so. You know, now's a great time to uh, subscribe, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week.